Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, kind listeners. It's Mary Stone on the screen porch when rain is falling. God's tears. Not really. They are nourishment to our dear earth. And so they are happy tears, aren't they? I hope the sound of the happy tears aren't too intrusive as we chat today. Thank you to those that reached back to me after the last episode about the winter season of growth and the story of the kind passerby that helped save a snapping turtle on the side of the road, proving that little gestures of giving and helping others can light up someone's life, as Robert did mine. I'm so glad the story lifted you, too. I also mentioned Ginkgo Biloba leaves on a card made by a dear friend that inspired this week's story about the magnificent tree considered a living fossil, a tree that survived the horror of war, and with its resilience comes great lessons of hope for peace. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. A dear friend, Vicki Johnson, sent a Thanksgiving card she made with a beautiful photograph of a maple leaf in its fall glory. And on the back, there's folklore about catching a falling leaf, bringing good luck, with golden ginkgo biloba leaves cascading amongst the words. Her card reminded me of Peter Crane's lecture about his book, Ginkgo, The Tree That Time Forgot. And that's a Yale University Press book in 2015. It's a fascinating biography of the living fossil. Crane spoke at an annual woody plant conference where we learned about new plants that took a dozen or more years from propagation to becoming available in the trays. Interestingly, plant patents, which were once very rare, are commonplace now. But the ginkgo biloba, also known as maidenhair tree after a fern that the leaf resembles, is a brand of its own. There are no other trees in the botanical classification of ginkgo, and they date back to before the dinosaur age and almost went extinct in the last ice age. The oldest one on record lived 3,500 years. Can you imagine that? Formerly the director of the Kew, the Royal Botanic Gardens in London, Peter Crane explained that the living fossil survived only in China, but when its health benefits became known, it was brought back from the brink of extinction almost a thousand years ago. Ginkgo nuts are a delicacy in Asian cultures, and we use extracts as supplements to help a host of conditions such as memory loss, dizziness, ringing in the ears hearing disorders, and leg pain associated with poor circulation. I'm kind of laughing about this because I remember my dad having ginkgo biloba tablets in the cabinet, and now I probably have some. <laughs> I'm just saying. Peter shared photos of the iconic fan-shaped leaves that turn lemon yellow and drop almost simultaneously, leaving a carpet of gold in the fall, which adds to its horticultural prominence, he said. And it's true, it's stunning, really. All those leaves just turn this golden lemon yellow and then drop to the ground almost all at one time. Very unusual. Magnificent espaliers of ginkgo embrace a stone building, and a large specimen commands the lawn at the Scott Arboretum in Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, 
the venue of the conference. Ginkgos survived the atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima, Japan in 1945, destroying the city and killing 140,000 civilians in retaliation for Japan attacking the United States. The trees burned, but the cambium cell layer, the growing part of the trunk, survived, as did their roots deeply buried in our dear earth. Their surviving trees remind us about the ability to emerge from the horror of war, representing a message of hope for peace. Its extraordinary endurance has become a symbol of longevity, health, and wellness. Ginkgos are often commemorative trees, such as the grove at Pier A in Hoboken, New Jersey, across from where the World Trade Center once stood, dedicated to residents who lost their lives in 9-11. As Peter Crane so eloquently writes, the evolutionary and cultural life story of ginkgo connects us to the deep history of our planet and asks us to reflect more often and think more carefully about all we lose when the short view rules our world and everything in it powerful wisdom we can learn from a tree. Like the surviving ginkgo with inner cambium, we each have an inner light that guides us. We call God, source, or higher power. Far more significant than our heritage, country, or family history, we are all one in our world that provides endless opportunities to help one another with kind thoughts, words, and actions, allowing us to spread our inner light. And deeply rooted in all of us, is an internal code of honesty, trust, and kindness, not judging others or ourselves. There's a poem by Sufi poet Hafiz titled No More Leaving, and I quote, At some point, your relationship with God will become like this. Next time you meet him in the forest or a crowded city street, there won't be any more leaving. That is, God will climb into your pocket. You will simply just take yourself along. Isn't that beautiful? Where there is love, there is hope for peace. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Indeed, it's a remarkable tree that has an unusual reproductive system. No other tree has the process of fertilization that involves the production of swimming male cells, explained Peter Crane in his talk. Male trees are most widely planted, though, as female trees produce an apricot-looking fruit, this smells like a combination of dog feces and vomit. <laughs> we don't hold that against them, though. Ginkgo biloba is one of the longest living tree species in the world. And as I mentioned before, the oldest one on record lived 3,500 years. And so, a tree to be admired, that is for sure. And it's interesting to me that it was after finding their purpose, you know, their medicinal purpose, that perhaps that's why it was brought back from the brink of extinction. Does it take such extremes for us to turn things around? I don't think so. I think it's a matter of allowing Mother Nature to do her part and not intervene by using chemicals and genetically modified seeds and food sources. It's encouraging that more of us are becoming aware that we can make a difference in our world, starting in our backyards and in our communities. It's very, very encouraging, isn't it? Anyway, thanks so much for coming by. I always look forward to our time together. And if you have as well, I would appreciate more five-star ratings so more can find us. I'm not quite sure how that works. It's something to do with this mysterious world of technology. But the more that join us, the more we'll grow together in this garden of life and help make a difference in our world. 
Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.